Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lounging with Lo. As always, I am your host, Lo. I'm so happy that you guys are able to join me today. So, I'm sure everybody's probably wondering, well, what in the world was Lauren going to talk about for the Christmas edition of her podcast this year? Well, here's what we're going to do. There are a lot of movies I want to talk about, but we're going to split them up in two different parts. So, I have some from the from the 40s all the way up until um, the present day area here, or at least in the almost in the 2020s era. So... Uh, like I said, again, we're going to just divide up in two different parts. Um, I'm going to start with the older ones, um, and then we're going to go towards the second part and end with the with the newer ones. So, if you're not interested, I'm very sorry you're missing out on some really good classic movies that I'm sure that you would be um, wonderful to, to watch, either with your family to make a tradition, or if it just wants to bring you back to your childhood, or if you, you know, it'd be, it'd be awesome. But if not, that's okay. Uh, you're more than welcome to listen to the second part, which is more, uh, the more popular eras, like around the 90s into the 2000s, and which is perfectly okay with me. So before we get started, guys, we are going to talk about um, something that's happening next year. So I'm going to be starting a brand new podcast soon in January, I'm hoping. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bible. Um, it's going to be called Lord's Word Lounge. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> uh, so like I said, we're going to start in January. We're going to go through Genesis all the way to Revelation, hopefully within that year or um, close to that through the entire um, year of 2024. So hopefully um, you guys can be welcome to join me. Um, I'll get you guys a link to the podcast for that as well. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get started on some Christmas stuff. Uh, we're going to start with the very first one, which is in 1941, with the movie called Holiday Inn. Now, I've only seen the movie once, and I thought it was okay. I mean, it was kind of slow for a while, but um, it's still a good movie to watch. Maybe one, this is like the ones that you can watch maybe once a year. Um, it has the wonderful Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire, and Marjorie Reynolds. Um, this is a about a trio that splits off and does their own thing. Um, whereas Bing Crosby's character owns a farm, and then he later on decides to open up an inn and has different things happen within the movie and things of that nature as well. Um, the song White Christmas. Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. Now everybody obviously, you know, thinks it came from the movie White Christmas, correct? That is wrong. White Christmas actually came from this movie Holiday Inn. Which I didn't know then until I watched the movie. Like, wait a minute, what? I've I've only heard White Christmas through the White Christmas movie. No, <laughs> um, and it also won Best Song Award in 1942. So that's the most iconic song that everybody obviously knows, whether you're my age or um, older or even younger. So, um, so there we go. All right, so the next one from the 40s is Meet Me in St. Louis. Now, I know it's not an actual traditional Christmas movie. We'll talk about the next one here in just a few. We'll, you know, we'll talk about another non-traditional one here that is a big controversy, but we'll talk about that either in this podcast or the next podcast. Um, Meet Me in St. Louis, or St. Louis, depending on how you say it, 
It's based in uh, 1903, where it tells about a story of the family that live in St. Louis, or St. Louis, <laughs> um, and uh, along the way, they find out news that their dad has to move away from St. Louis, and there is a little bit of the winter portion of 1903 um, in there, and... It has the wonderful Judy Garland, Margaret O'Brien, Mary Astor, Tom Drake, and Leon Ames. Now, if you guys don't remember, um, if you guys have ever watched Little Women from uh, where June Allison, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Janet Lee, and uh, Margaret O'Brien, Mary Astor played their mother, or who they called Marmee. That was that's their that's what they called their mother. So, Margaret O'Brien and Mary Astor came back together in this particular movie um, as well. So, the reason why I say Meet Me in St. Louis is a, is a Christmas movie is because this is the iconic song, Have Yourself a Little Merry Christmas, came to come around. And this was originally supposed to be sad. Because they're remembering the memories that they had in the home and also in St. Louis. Um, because they're going to be moving away soon. Um, it's still a good movie. I would watch it. But like I said. It's not a traditional Christmas movie to watch um, as well. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of a tidbit for that one. Now another iconic uh, movies from movie from the 40s. Um, this is the last one that we'll talk about within this decade. It is The Wonderful. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. No pun intended for that one, right? Um, it's a Wonderful Life as a base is basically um as a story about George Bailey and how how everything just went wrong in his life. He wanted to travel and he wanted to build things, but life kept getting in the way. And it just aggravated George Bailey so much that he just wished that he was never born. And he got that wish to a point where he no one knew who he was. You've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like without you. Obviously, Jimmy Stewart plays George Bailey. Donna Reed plays his love interest, Mary. Uh, Henry Travers, I believe, is Uncle Billy. And the wonderful Lionel Barrymore, who plays the villain, Mr. Potter. So here are some two trivia facts I thought you guys can be um, a little bit um, interested in. So... The cornflakes, so when there, there's, and by I say cornflakes, I mean like the Kellogg's cornflakes at the cornflakes cereal. The cornflakes were used during the snow scenes, whether they were walking in the snow to get the authentic sound when they, when they, when you walk in the snow, because normally you get that crunch feeling. And then obviously when the snow fell, it portrayed the um, heavy snowfall that came in with those heavy flakes. Now, this is the one part I, I wanted to share with you, and I think this is really, really cool. So there's a scene in um, in the movie where Uncle Billy is kind of tipsy, as we want to call that. And he walks off the stage, and you hear a loud clang sound. It's not like garbage cans, right? Well, come to find out, watching a documentary or watching a commentary of some sort, a crew member actually dropped something while they were recording that scene. And the wonderful Henry Travers was like, I'm alright, I'm alright. He portrayed it as 
Uncle Billy falling into the trash cans because he was tipsy. And they loved that so much that they let that, that they kept it in the movie when I thought I, I wouldn't want to be that crew member. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I almost ruined this entire movie, but it actually worked out. That was wonderful. So thank you, whoever the crew member was, for making that memorable. Thank you so much. So that's the 40s, guys. Now, the wonderful 50s. Everybody knows that White Christmas is kind of like the other iconic movie um, that you watch at Christmas time. Um, so again, it's in it's um, it's got Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen. Um, obviously, this is another part of the trivia that's not part of my notes, so this is a bonus, like a bonus bonus, I guess, if you want to call this. Rosemary Clooney is actually related to George Clooney. I believe she is his um, nephew or aunt. <laughs> so George Clooney is the nephew, I believe, of Rosemary Clooney, if I remember my 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 notes correctly here. Um, and then um, so that you know, obviously, again, it's it's just Rosemary Clooney is just like a big iconic person, and she is wonderful in this movie. So in 1994, which is 1994, oh my gosh, sorry guys, that's wrong decade, 1944, I'm sorry, um, it's where we, we see, um, Bing and Danny playing, uh, a musical duo that come together, and then after they leave the army, they team up with the sister act, um, and then they go to a hotel where they see their commanding officer, and he kind of sees the struggle that they're going through, and they decide to bring all of the acts together, and try to help their commanding officer out. It's just this an amazing movie. I think you'll love it. Um, so here is another bonus uh, trivia for you guys. So Danny Kaye was actually a last minute replacement um, to be in this movie. So originally they wanted to have Fred Astaire. Because of obviously they wanted to reunite Bing and Fred to get a, together because of the, from being in Holiday Inn. Well, something must have happened and he couldn't do the do the part. So they tried to do Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor played um, in Singing in the Rain with Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds. Well, something must have happened in there and they didn't they didn't do that movie together either. So that's why they decided to get Danny Kaye. But Danny Kaye played this role very well and, and, I, and I love it. And Bing and him, it's so amazing, the scenes that they had together. Next we can't get, we feel in with the Haynes sisters. How much is wow? Right in between, uh, between ouch and boing. Wow. So, that is the 50s. Now, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the 60s. The wonderful 60s. Let me get my notes here. So, while I'm getting my notes out here, guys, um, don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, all of the links I put on there for my podcasts are in my Facebook page. You can follow, you can listen to me on all the major streaming pro- uh, providers, Apple Music for podcasts, um, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, all that fun stuff there. Everything's on my link there. Okay, let's talk about the 60s, guys. So, in the 60s, we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A Charlie Brown Christmas, Dr. Seuss's Have the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Frosty the Snowman. Now, let's talk about these guys for a second here. So, all of these are um, actually TV movies. 
Um, they were um, 30 minutes, or at least close to 30 minutes if they can. Um, so let's talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first. Magnificent! I'm cute! I'm cute! She said I'm cute! So, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, obviously, as everybody knows, it is claymation or still animation. Um, they got that idea from, obviously, Gumby and Wallace and Gromit, but they actually used um, different materials for the characters instead of just doing a clay um, uh, animation for those, like it would normally be. So, obviously, everybody knows the whole story about Rudolph, but if you've never seen the movie, it's so cute. It, I, I love it. They show it every year on Christmas time on the, on the TV. Um, CBS usually has it on there. I don't know if any other stations show it, but um, it's really cute. I love it. I think you guys should watch it. Now, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there is a certain elf by the name of Hermie. Now, Hermie is one of those kind of oddball elves that work with Santa, and um, he is the only elf who doesn't have solid eyes, and he doesn't have any pointed ears. Crazy, right? <laughs> um, so, Rudolph is played by um, the wonderful the voice actors of Billy Richard, Stan Francis, Burl Ives, who plays the snowman, um... He also sings the iconic songs, uh, Silver and Gold, and Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, uh, Paul Sawyer, and Larry Mann. Um, obviously, the, the quick synopsis of this movie is a young reindeer develops a unique feature, and it gets picked on, but then he decides to help Santa on um, his sleigh. Okay, guys, so the next one, uh, so that was in 1964, and then later on in 1964, we have the wonderful Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Now, Charlie Brown Christmas is another one that's very iconic. I love it as well. Uh, those are played by Peter Robbins, Chris Shea, Tracy Stratford, um, who, who play the main who play some of the characters inside of the uh, movie. Now, everybody probably knows the whole synopsis or the storyline of Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's very depressed around Christmas time, but he wants to know what the true meaning of Christmas is. Like, what is Christmas all about? Well, what I love about this is the most iconic scene in here, and it's Linus quoting scripture. He is basing his monologue from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And that's never been done before on uh, television. Especially for this one. Um, and again, there were no laughs. There was no, wasn't a laugh track on there. Um, they used real kids instead of um, adults with who can do the ability to do kid voices. Um, and again, they used a biblical reference for what Christmas is really all about. It's not about the presents or the lights or tinsel and all stuff like that. It's, it's, it's about God is what they're trying to, to, what they're trying to say. So, you'll learn more about that in my podcast about um, the Bible when we get to that portion there. So, the next one is the wonderful, infamous 
Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is the 1966 version of this one. This has got the wonderful Boris Korolev, uh, June Foray, and the wonderful Thurl Rasencroft. Now, everybody knows the story about the Grinch. I'm not even going to go in there, but the basic synopsis of this is the Grinch hates Christmas. He hates it every single year, and this is the one year he decides to go down there and just decides to steal Christmas altogether so he could be happy, but as everybody knows, that's not what happens. Hey, what the 53 years I put up with it now? I'm not going to give the whole ending away. I want you guys to watch it. <laughs> um, guys, I don't know if you know this. There are two trivia effects I want to let you guys know about here. Thurl Rasencroft is the voice of Tony the Tiger. And Tony the Tiger is wonderful from his catchphrase, They're great! From the Frosted Flakes cereal. He is the man that sings the You Are Me One Mr. Grinch in this particular movie. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. And I love that. I'm like, wait a minute. Why? When I first watched it, I'm like, why does that voice sound familiar? And then when I kept hearing the Frosted Flakes commercial, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's him. <laughs> um, and another thing, guys, here, here's here's something to do with numbers for those who who are the analytic mind here. So again, I mentioned it was a TV movie. This is a 30-minute TV movie. It took 10 months to produce. Okay? So within those 10 months, there were 25,000 drawings. So 25,000 drawings within 10 months to produce... A 30-minute TV movie. Mind blown. <laughs> okay. Again, um, so that was 1966. 1969 is the wonderful Frosty the Snowman. Again, we have Jimmy Durant, who was the narrator um, and also sings the iconic song Frosty the Snowman. And we have Jackie Vernon, June Foray. And in this version of Frosty the Snowman, obviously a magician loses his hat and he put the the little girl finds the hat, puts it on her stand, puts it on her snowman, and Frosty comes to life singing. Happy birthday! So he had to have a lot of fun before he melts away, right? So here's a little bit of a trivia fact. Obviously, this was back from last year when I looked it up on IMDb, but they say that the tickets to the North Pole in 1969 would have cost. $3,000.04, okay, which is equivalent to $24,360.98 in 2022. $30,000, $24,000 just to buy a, a train ticket or just a ticket in general to go to the North Pole. That's crazy. I don't think I would spend that much money, not even $3,000 in 1969. That's just crazy. But that's just how the math was, and that's how money was back in the day. <laughs> All right, guys, so that was the 60s. Uh, we only had one movie in the 70s, I believe. Yes, it was only the it was only 1970. This was uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And again, this is another still animation that made popular from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now... Um, again, this was Fred Astaire. He is the narrator. He plays the mailman that talks about Santa Claus. 
um, Mickey Rooney, Keenan Winan, and Robbie Lester. Now, in this particular movie, the mailman has to answer questions from the kids. But why does he go down the roof? Why does he wear a red and white suit? You know, what? why does he have to go at night? And, you know, all these questions that we have of why Santa Claus does what he does. Now, there is a character inside of this TV movie called Burgermeister Meister Burger. I, Burgermeister Meister Burger. Uh, that's him. So, I actually didn't know this. So I wanted to share this with you guys. So a Burgermeister is a chairman of the executive council in the town of Germany. Crazy, right? Now, I don't even know how I missed this in my notes here, but I forgot to tell you guys that the last TV movie in the 70s was A Year Without the Santa Claus. It's got Shirley Booth, Mickey Rooney, Dick Sean, George S. Irving uh, as the big main characters here. So if you guys have never heard of this or um, never seen the movie, again, this is another stop animation movie uh, that they did in the 70s. Uh, basically, Santa Claus is very ill, so he decides to take a day off. But Mrs. Claus decides to find out there's any more ch uh, Christmas cheer around um, this time of year. And they make some new friends along the way. And we hear the infamous... Heat Miser and Snow Miser uh, song in here, which is, like I said, well known. Um, here's a little bit of a trivia for you guys. Uh, this is again from IMDb. Mind your blood pressure, hotcakes. Mother warned you about that low boiling point of yours. <laughs> uh, the appearances of Snow Miser and Heat Miser were based on the voice actors. Dick Sean, and George S. Irving. Okay, guys, we're going to talk about the 80s. Now... If memory serves me correctly, and I might be wrong, but I'm double-checking my my, uh, my notes here. I'm trying to see if this particular... Yes, okay. So, here is one of the controversy ones that I think is in a Christmas movie, but I, I, have, I, I might have fans of mine who think, um, yes, it is. Die Hard. Die Hard, it was back in the 80s, 1988, and obviously Bruce Willis plays the wonderful um, John McCain in there. Now, guys, they say that because it's based on a Christmas party, they say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't think it is, but what do I know? I've only, I've never seen the movie. I've only seen bits and pieces, and I only know the iconic line, which I'm not going to say on the air, because it's not a very nice thing to say, but you guys know what the iconic line is for that one. <laughs> okay, so, love about Die Hard. Let's talk about our wonderful um, 80s era here for Christmas movies. Um, I had 80s in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. A Christmas Story. <laughs> yes, A Christmas Story. And yes, you can kind of tell by my my tone, I'm not a big fan of The Christmas Story. And the reason why I say that is because every, I want to say, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, they play it over and over and over and over again. And I just like, okay, once is enough. You don't need to watch it on an, on an all-day basis. 
Um, obviously, we have Peter Bingsley, Billingsley, who plays Ralphie, Melinda Dillon, Darren McGavin, another wonderful actors and actresses who played in this movie. So, there is a little boy by the name of Ralphie, and as everybody knows from watching A Christmas Story, he wants to have a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas, and he wishes it all the month long. He writes about it in school for a paper. He talks about it all the time, and he gets the infamous, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Shoot your eye out? Oh, no, it was the classic mother BB gun block. <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out. Here's a couple tidbits here, guys. So the Red Rider BB gun actually became popular from the Daisy, Rif uh, the Daisy Rifle. And did you guys also know that this movie actually inspired someone in the TV movie industry to produce a show called The Wonder Years. Because if you watch the movie, you see a little boy, Ralphie, and then you have the adult talking about what happened in his life. You know, like, oh, my, my, my mom had me put on this pink bony soup from my aunt, and she does it every year. You know, the, the whole narration. So that kind of inspired how... Wonder Years can to be. Alright, guys, we're gonna go ahead and I think that's everything from the eighties as far as I can tell. We're gonna work on the nineties and then actually no. I'm gonna leave you with a cliffhanger. <laughs> I have taken up a lot of your ties this time, but tune in next time for part two. We're gonna go from the nineties all the way up to the two thousand and uh era here. Thank you guys so much for joining me on Lounging with Low, uh, the Christmas edition part one for Christmas movies. I really appreciate you guys joining me as always. Let us lounge together. Until next time, guys. Hey.